Oh, I, if it's Easter, then I should, I should we should put this in the podcast. It's Easter, so I finally got around seeing Night of Lepus. Oh, uh, sure. I'm Joe Dante's recommendation, of course. And it's every bit as awesome as you probably heard, Ryan. Uh-huh. Um, it's sad that it's, it was Warner Brothers, so it's like a major studio, and it was like the early 70s, so it probably hadn't fallen into that Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, like the, as far as rights issues go, because right. they would have had a blast with it. And the whole time, like I'm watching this, I'm like, I wonder if they've done one, like to this movie or what? Because I'd prefer to be watching that, but uh, like I don't know, I felt bad for Janet Lee the whole film. Yeah, <laughs> that's what, that's always uh, a bad movie when you feel bad for the actors. Exactly. Like yeah, uh, uh, um, oh, uh, sorry, I'm ruining everything. Chevy Chase movie or <laughs> Exorcist Two. Um, Richard Burton, in Exorcist 2. I just felt bad Oh, for yeah. Her. Oh, I mean, anyone in Exorcist 2. Well, yeah. And Linda Blair was, like, giving her all in that movie, too. And James Earl Jones in that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, like, I'm in this scene, now fall backwards, and now you're someplace else, and I'm gone from the movie. <laughs> that's well, right. That was just so crazy. Oh, God. I, uh, I got, actually, a phone call. From, she's like, oh, it's too much to text, so I knew I'd have to call you for this, uh, about the Exorcist film. She's like, oh, I, I really like the beginning. Um, but is it not the real prequel? Because another one's called uh, like the it's, uh, Dominion, uh, yeah. the prequel, The Exorcist. And so I'd, I'm like, actually, that's the exact same movie you saw as the beginning, uh, but the beginning is much better. But so anyway, I had to go into the whole explanation that there's two versions of every single Exorcist film except the third one. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to it, uh, my personal favorite one is the one that no one in like the right mind like. People like the second and third one more than they like Exorcist the beginning, um, which I guess they thought was just sacrilege or something, but. Yeah, I don't get that. That's only like good movie in that series. Like, I don't know. You can I like The Exorcist from some standpoint, but it's so slow and boring and really just not that uh, interesting or exciting. That's true. Although the theatrical version is a lot better than the version you've no, never seen before. Um, but then the second one's just crap. And the, remember the third one's actually somewhat interesting? Is that uh, the whole what thing? What happens like, in the third one? Oh, it was uh, George C. Scott, remember, is tracking a serial killer. Um, and the cool thing was, it actually predates uh, Silent Hill and... Uh, Clock Tower, whatever that game is called. The serial killer has a giant pair of scissors. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. That was kind of cool because the first time you actually see him in the movie, it's like an hour and a half into it, and he just like someone just walks down the hall, and he just goes between two doorways, and it's the creepiest thing ever. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember that. That yeah, was actually. Really oh, this creepy. is an awesome. This is an extra. Right. That was the only interesting part of that movie, though, right? Wasn't it? I remember that being like, "Whoa, that's creepy," but that's a great shot. Yeah. Oh, that was a great shot, and the build-up was interesting. But remember, at the end they kind of just throw it all away because then they had to connect it back to the whole Exorcist plot of everything. We're like, oh, this guy's really b- possessed, and you really don't care anymore after that. Yeah. Um, that's actually one of the reasons the beginning is, I think, a good movie. Not only is it like nonstop fun; it's really just like Indiana Jones and an Exorcist film together. Um, but it, it's really it's interesting the whole time, and you like the characters because they are discovering stuff for the first time too, which is as the audience where I want to be. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, I, I don't know. I that's a movie like I stand by, but every time I bring I mention that I like it, people instantly like write off everything I say about movies after that. Oh, I gave it a seven. I guess I really liked it more than I remember. Which one? The Exorcist Three. Yeah. Yeah, I have to look to see what I gave it. I might have actually, eh, probably seven. I guess is about right. Because I, I remember that I'd seen it before that, before we watched it, and I had fond thoughts of it. It's been a long time now. Oh, Brad Dorif is the Gemini Killer. Uh, dude from oh yeah, Child's play. yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, he's good. Um. Huh, I'd see these, uh, well, I'll see that one again anyway. Yeah, see, I always remind myself how good some of these were, but I'm like, it's really not worth it to do the whole series again, especially decide now I wouldn't try, we, remember, because we did every single version of every one. Yeah. But now I'd just be like, okay, which version of this one do I want to watch, etc. Well, at least that's something, I mean, like, I'd probably just skip to Exorcist 3, I'd be like, oh, because I just can't, I can't do as many of the marathons as I used to be able to do. Just, like, of movies I've already seen, that is. Right, right. No, I agree. I think Exorcist 3 and Exorcist the Beginning would be two. It like, would be a good double feature back-to-back. Yeah. Just forget about the ones that actually made money. 
Right, right. Um, that whole thing with like the little head statue and the first Exorcist film. Yeah. Um, and then there's an attempt to explain that in Exorcist at the beginning. Remember that? Oh, oh, oh. The thing where they because, find that like artifact in the Yeah, it's cave. never explained throughout the entire series. And so with the fourth one, they're like, listen, it's a prequel, so let's at least try to explain this now. Um, I didn't remember that it was that big of a deal across the multiple movies. Yeah, well, in the at least in the the original Exorcist, it is, and it's one of those like to me, it's the biggest flaw of that movie because every time someone brings up, I'm like, what is that head thing even about? They're like, oh, it was creepy. I'm Catholic. That's what they say. Cool. Are you excited about Thor, by the way, as a comic book fan? I definitely want to see it, but I've never been much of a Thor fan. I'm actually sort of more excited to see Kenneth Branagh do a superhero movie. I want to see what that's like. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, he's Whoa. directing it. That's crazy. Crazy. Mm-hmm. To, I, man, that's if you told me that was a kid, I, I don't think I'd believe it. Wow. No, that's true, and that's the one for him Still to him. do. It makes total sense, because yeah. Thor is so Shakespearean, you know? Speaking of which, have you seen the uh, Dr. Pepper commercial with Stan Lee in it? No. I was, there's a. It's weird, because I feel like, unless you're kind of a comic book nerd, or, like, I mean, even, I, although I was a comic book nerd back in the day, um, I, I think, like, most people wouldn't recognize Stan Lee. He doesn't even have any lines. Like, this guy, this kid walks up to a Dr. Pepper machine, and, like, Thor stuff happens from there. Like, you know, it gets hit by a lightning bolt or something, and a can turns gold, who knows. Sure. Um, but the kid, you know, the kid has lines, and it's interesting, but uh, Stan Lee is just this uh, old janitor sweeping up the place that looks over at him, kind of, like, rolls his eyes. Um, That's funny. And, yeah, it is, it's really cool, but I feel like that wasn't what the commercial was supposed to be. Like, that wasn't the joke of the commercial, you know? Um, it's just the fact that they got Stan Lee seems incidental. Yeah, I, I wonder if they, if the director just wanted an excuse to work with Stan Lee. Right, right, that might be the case. It might have been done on set or something while he was there, who knows. Um, I expect to see lots of Dr. Pepper now in Thor when we go see it, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, totally. Natalie Portman's always drinking it. <laughs> right. Like, how do you stay so thin you're drinking like Dr. Pepper? <laughs> Actually, this is diet Dr. Pepper. It tastes just like the real thing. <laughs> I like it that That's <laughs> summer, maybe because she's in your highness, but Natalie Portman's instantly an airhead now. After years <laughs> of building up her street cred and going to Harvard, she's instantly an airhead in her What an idiot, Logan. She's a girl. One Judd want? Apatow film is all it takes. That is all it takes. That's enough uh, plot to kill you. Any film of Danny McBride, yes. Oh, too funny. Anyway. Um, I, I'm tempted to see your highness just for the Paul Rudd cameo, which I'm sure is buried in there someplace. You could say, I want. you should wear a shirt that says, uh, I'm tempted to see blank. You just fill in whatever you want. For the Paul Rudd cameo. For the Paul Rudd cameo. <laughs> I came for the Paul Rudd cameo, the Logan Lee. Yeah, that's actually, and you should wear that too as many movies as possible. Right, right. He's not um, in Tron 2, Logan. What was it? Before Scream 4, I actually saw the trailer for... Um, our idiot brother is that is that what it's called? Yeah, that it could be good. Yeah, it could go either way. Um, it doesn't. I don't. I, I know. I can see him doing that. I don't know. If anything, the cast should be good. But what I read though when I came home was that it's apparently not like a goofy slapstick type comedy like the trailer's playing up to be. It's more of a sentimental family drama. Well, yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, but such a great cast to be throwing away with that. Like uh, Steve Coogan's in there too, and um, oh Elizabeth Banks, of course, who I haven't seen in a while now. Mm-hmm. Those type of people. This makes her her like seventeenth movie of Paul Rudd, which means she gets a, na- a free Paul Rudd movie next. <laughs> yeah, with her with every purchase. If she, if she's, as long as she's kept the card, yeah. <laughs> he'll stand. He'll put his little Paul Rudd sticker face on it. You know. Um, That's awesome. But, okay, cool. Well, I will talk to you next Monday for our new show. All right, cool. See you then. Okay. Yeah, have a good week. Music by Kevin McLeod.